Welcome to another exciting episode of Horror for Dummies. We are the podcast that comes to you every week and teaches a thing or two to the dumbest little guy about the genre we love. This week's Lex... <laughs> yeah. See, I'm already fucking up because I'm about to say the movie we're about to talk about. This week's Lex Luthor. This week's lesson is The Grudge. But before we do anything, my name is Tim, and let me introduce you to the dummy himself, Daniel Kalouf. What up, Pop Shots? Hey, man. How are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm alive and awake, and I'm ready to talk about this movie, because I, I'm not going to hold back. I'm taking off the back. gloves, and I'm going to go, I'm going to give this movie everything I've got. Because, Why are you taking the gloves off? Because it deserves it. You don't agree? Mean. No, maybe I like this movie. Oh, man. Oh, I'm excited to talk about it because, for one, I think I already know your feelings about this movie. <laughs> for two, I kind of hope you did like this movie. There's a little bit of me that did like it. I, and I, then straight that's up, as I'm saying high like, as you can count. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, he gets right. stuck. <laughs> he just gets frustrated. And he's like, well, I don't know what the next one is. Yeah. Two extra. The Horror Phenomics Podcast is a weekly <laughs> show that comes out every Monday. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, iHeartRadio, anywhere, basically. Um, oh, and Spotify. Forgot and to mention deep Spotify. in your hearts. That's right. If you think we deserve it, please give us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. It helps so much with the growth of this show and... If you do it, you will be in the running to win a cool Horror for Dummies prize pack that will be drawn on March 30th. And yeah. guess what? what? Guess what? We have another five-star review. Excellent. This one comes in from Kirsten Amber 101 Thanks, Kirsten. She writes, Flabbergasted. The best way to find new horrors to watch and remind me about the best ones I've forgotten about. Five stars. Oh, pretty much covers everything. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Kirsten. You are now in the running to win a cool Horror for Dummies prize pack. And guess what? I've got some breaking news right now. It's got chopsticks in. <laughs> yeah, okay. W- shut up, okay? The chopsticks <laughs> are just like a, a little extra bonus prize. But I have now no, got them. No, they're, they're two little extra bonus prizes. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I have now got more to announce with that prize pack. <gasps> Go on. Do you want to know what it is? Uh, tell me. Okay. All right. The first thing, besides the Halloween pin yep. and the Freddy Krueger chopsticks, mm-hmm. uh, the next thing that I'm including in this prize pack is three, <gasps> not one, not two, but three, oh, Hellraiser... What? You got to three. Congratulations. That, thank you, Dick. <laughs> three Hellraiser comic books. Oh, nice. Yes. I picked these up um, ages ago, and yeah, I thought <laughs> they'd be better at a better home. You're like, I don't know so, how to read these squiggly deals. I, I have read them, and they're, they're interesting, um, so I'm passing them on to you. But that's not it. I've also got the meat and potatoes, the, uh, the, the big thing in the prize pack. The meat and two veg. 
That's right. Yep. Uh, so what you're going to win here in the prize pack, if you do win it, if you give us a five-star review, what you're going to win is a Halloween pin, Freddy mm. Krueger chopsticks, mm. three Hellraiser comic books, oh. and you are going to be given not one, not two, not three movies. You're going you're gonna to be given eight different movies. Eight? <laughs> eight different movies. It's like two less than ten. It is. It is. What I'm, what I'm saying right now is... We are giving away a lot of the movies. entire the entire Nightmare on Elm Street um, series. Oh wow! Besides, like the pizza yes. box. No, not the pizza box. This is okay. like just a normal DVD pack. But okay. yeah, it comes with um, all of them up until Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Nice. That's so, a good. It's a good little good little prize we got going. Yeah, I think it's cool. I would like yeah. to win it. Um. Did America so, get the pizza box? Or was that just an Australian thing? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. I've still got it. It looks horrible right now. Oh, it's, yeah, it's because it's like all white and shit, right? Yeah. I have mine somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. Is, no is yours like moldy and shit now? I'd have no, probably. I'm, I <laughs> really don't know where it is. I think it's somewhere at my parents' house, but. Yeah. Like. I just, it's, you can't put it anywhere because it's just this huge stupid box. Yeah, I know. I know. It is, it is cool to look at it first and then it's <laughs> like, oh, where am I going to put this pizza box? Oh, so if you don't know what we're talking about, basically it's the Nightmare on Elm Street DVD collection, but mm-hmm. instead of putting it in, I don't know, something sane and like normal, uh, they've flat packed all the DVDs in this giant square. Yep. That's roughly the size of a pizza box. It is and pretty it's cool. Ridiculous. It is, yeah. So what what we're giving away is not the pizza box. It is like a DVD size but a bit thicker. But mm-hmm. it comes with a Nightmare on Elm Street from nineteen eighty four. A yep. Nightmare on Elm Street two, Freddy's Revenge from nineteen eighty five. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors from 87. Favourite. Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master from 88. Mm. A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child from 89. Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare from 1991. That's where they gave up on the dream kind of thing. (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. And then the last one is Wes Craven's New Nightmare from 1994. That's only seven movies. Um, I actually misread it. It's seven <laughs> movies and another disc with bonus features. Okay. So it's hey, eight look, discs. You're getting eight discs of Freddy goodness. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. It's a and you cool can prize. eat fucking rice or some shit with your Freddy chopsticks while you're enjoying it too. Mm-hmm. With your pin on and fucking have your Hellraiser comics adjacent. Yeah. I should I should actually like try and find like a horror... Um, bowl or plate so you can eat your food with the chopsticks yeah that'd be cool yeah but yes that's the prize pack so far maybe there'll be something uh added later but so far that is it so get those five star reviews in and if you are from um anywhere else from (laughs) other than australia please take a screenshot and send it to us otherwise we just don't know we don't know please 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 Yes. All right. It's about that time where we get on with the goddamn show. And I've got to tell you right now that we, once again, are changing up the format of this show. <laughs> yeah, why not? We are, what, what we're going to do here is, from from now on in, 
We're going to be doing the movie portion Until first. we change it again. <laughs> well, hopefully this is it. <laughs> I hope. We'll see. Uh, so we're going to be doing the movie portion first, and then at the end of that, we're going to be coming in with the um, everything else, the news and the uh, what horrors have you done and all that stuff, and that's when the we'll de- wrap up. The desserts, the, the accoutrements yeah, to, the, exactly. uh, to the main meal. Exactly. Exactly. Now, our reviews on the film will be kept spoiler-free, but there will be a spoiler section where we will warn you. So if you do want to turn it off, you are more welcome to. But I'd, uh, I'd say just skip through rather than turn it off though. Because then you get to the yeah. rest of the show. That's true. That Basically, true. I feel like there'll be a music cue uh, after we say, like, after we finish talking about it. So kind of listen for that. Yeah. Like when we get into the next sections. Have you not you'll... heard our spoiler free audio click? Not right now. <laughs> Not today. It's the Stone Cold music. Oh, really? With with me in the background going, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, in the tune of Stone Cold. Oh, I just think so you know, it's, it's the... not spoilers now. I know I was really good at it, but it's not spoilers. <laughs> All right, enough jibber-jabber. I think it's that time we talk about The Grudge, because I've been waiting too goddamn long to talk about this movie, and I'm excited. Oh, I've been waiting since Moon Day. Moonday. All right. Let's get on to feature presentation. And now for our feature presentation. Hello, it's Peter Spencer. I'm here about selling the house. Is anyone home? Detective Muldoon. This is Peter Spencer. Something happened to me at 44 Rayburn Drive. Someone was murdered at that house. Why did he never go into that place? Something never felt right about it. Looks like we got another one. Do you think that the body we found is related? Hello? I went to the house. Hello? Police department. I think something followed me home. Mommy, what's going on? What's wrong? We need to leave right now.
The Grudge from 2020. This one comes in at a 4.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Generous. It stars... <laughs> oh, is that a spoiler alert right no, there? No, no. Uh, it stars Andrea Riseborough as Detective Muldoon. Oh, Detective she Undercut. Would... Who? Detective Undercut, I called her in my brain. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll be, we'll, funny thing is, we'll be talking about her next week. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, it also stars, and I, and I don't really know how to pronounce this dude's name, Demian Bichir. It's either Bichir or Bichir. I don't know. As good. Sound like you're doing like a porky pig. Shut up. He's basically a poor man's Benicio del Toro. Uh, is he is he French or Spanish or something? Like, where is he from? I I pff, no idea. Uh, Mexican. There we go. Okay. Because I'm He's like, a why is this dude got such an accent? Well, now you know. He's born in Mexico. Okay. Lynn Shay is in this movie, and she plays Mrs. Matheson. We also have Frankie Faison as William Matheson. Yeah. Uh, someone I didn't know was in this movie, and I was looking at him going, is it him? Or isn't it him? And Mr. While John watching, Cho? No, you can tell John Cho from a mile away. Oh. <laughs> I'm talking about William Sadler. Who that? Who, fucking seriously? He's in The Shawshank Redemption. He's in Demon Knight. He, he was the uh, Detective Wilson. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff that you would have seen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was looking at him going, is it him? He looks a lot older. <laughs> but yes, it was him. Yeah, it's because he's um, old. He's 69. Nice. Oh, he's in He's in The Mist as well. Yes, I love The Mist. I'm in The Mist. Holy fuck. Well, oh, he's in Die Hard 2? Was he? Okay. Oh, know. he's the Grim Reaper in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Oh, he is too. That's right. Huh. <laughs> uh... John Cho. (laughs) You're right. John Cho as Peter Spencer. Um, Betty Gilpin as Nina Spencer. I love Betty Gilpin. Do you? Yeah. What's she from? Uh, She's in Glow. And uh, the wrestling show on Netflix about the two wrestlers. Who does she play in Glow? Uh, She plays like... um, She's sort of the co-main star. Like... What, She's what, like what, the, the protagonist's best friend. Oh, what wrestler? Uh, Liberty Bell. I fucking knew she looked familiar. Yeah, she plays Liberty Bell in um, Glow. Right, okay. And uh, I think really, she's really, really hot one. Yeah. She's in Nurse Jackie too. God, I love that show. I'm glad they brought back the tits. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Zoe Fish as Melinda Landers. She was mm-hmm. a little girl. And Tara Westwood as Fiona Landers, who was the rip-off Kayako. Who's the older oh, lady? Oh, Jackie Weaver. Oh, she's Australian. Who? Who are we talking about now? The the older psychic lady. Not the psychic lady. Um, oh, yes. Moody. The assisted death lady. She's, uh, I didn't even... Yeah, she's Australian. She went to, um, she went to Hornsby Girls High School. Oh, poor thing. Uh, this is directed by Nicholas Pessy, who this is his third uh, credit for a director. He's also done a movie called Eyes of My Mother, which was a good movie. Mm-hmm. He did a movie, I think it was last year, called Piercing, which 
a lot of people liked. I wasn't really into. There's nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't my thing. Um, but yeah, he was known at one point as an up-and-coming director who had a lot going for him. Then this happened. And then the grudge <laughs> happened. Uh, budget was 10 to $14 million, which uh, isn't much. But the box office was $42 million. So... That's... Uh, honestly, like, for the budget, it looked all right. What? Yeah, well, okay, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, okay. Uh, all right, so the plot of this movie, if you don't know what the grudge is, the plot is... I don't know what the plot was. Um... <laughs> Well, the plot Sorry. for this movie is a house is cursed by a vengeful ghost that dooms those who enter it with a violent death. So, I, like, have not seen... I have I've no grudge reference, like, at all. So, is this, like, what all the other grudges are like? No. So, is, is it, like, is the... No, what am I trying to say? Like, is the law behind the ghosts and the grudge the same thing? Yes, pretty much. It's similar, but uh, a little different. Um, okay. Um, we'll get to what, why why it's different spoilers. In, in spoilers. But the original grudge... Um, the Japanese one or the Sarah Michelle Gellar? Both. Both. Okay. It doesn't really matter. Um, the the original grudge was set in Tokyo, Japan. Yes. yes. Um, that's including the Sarah Michelle Girl one. And the story is that a woman who was married with a with a young son um, was murdered by her husband, who yep. drowned the boy and broke the neck of this woman. And because she was killed, and she had she, while she, when she was killed, she had anger and um, sorrow in her. Yeah. A curse was born. Um, yeah, and that that curse comes back to anyone that enters where she where she died. Okay, is that why they're always like doing bathtub shit in this series? Yeah, pretty okay. much, pretty much. And there there is a lot of discussion as to what. So the original ghost. Uh, from all the series is called Kayako. Um, yeah, I didn't get that from this movie, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is my probably my biggest pet peeve about this movie. Um, she, there's a lot of discussion as to what she actually does. Yeah, because I I in, was confused um, in this, like in this one. In this one, I I was unsure to the rules. That it was yeah, it was so, putting down. So so you've never seen any grudge movie? Mm-mm. Nothing. It just completely passed me by, and I had sort of no interest in it. Oh, okay. Wow. I kind of watched thought, the Ring, and I figured it was more the Ring, and I no. Ring was fine. <laughs> yeah. See, everyone everyone seems to do that. Everyone seems to like know the Ring and just expect it to be the exact same thing. When in reality, it's not. And to be quite honest, the Grudge franchise, I uh, I like a lot better. Than okay. Ringu. I was also um, like 15 and a dum dum when I saw the ring, so. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. But no, I've just been hearing a lot of podcasts talk about how this is basically the ring ripoff. And I'm like, I, th- no, I think because they came out at the same, like, back in the day, they came out at the same time. So it was like that Japanese horror movie, or. And, um, <laughs> it. People would just associate them together. Yeah, pretty being much. Like, like, oh, creepy little white kid kind of thing. Haunts I people can- and. 
Yeah, I can see that. I can see why people would get them mixed up. But when people say it's it's the exact same thing, it's like you don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just kind of an association I made in my brain that's not real. No, 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 that's all right. I'm not I'm not saying you. I'm talking to a podcast I listen to. Earlier. Okay. Anyway, well, fuck you. That podcast from earlier. Yeah, they were naive and stupid. Okay. Um. So Educators. okay. So you've. <laughs> so you've given us your familiarity with the Grudge franchise. Is it zero. So I went into it completely like you not knowing nothing. nothing about no grudginess. And uh, to be real, this didn't make me want to watch the other ones. Right, I, was, I, was, I was going to, but I was like, if that's what this is, I'm good. I'll tell you right now, the others are a lot better than this one. Okay. Yeah, I think you would enjoy. I think you would enjoy the original Juon. Um, and look, a lot of people are up and down on the American remake with Sarah Michelle Gellar from two thousand four. Well, I really I liked like, it. I, I don't think I can separate her from Buffy. <laughs> I'd uh, just be mad she didn't slay the ghost. Yeah, okay. You're a mad <laughs> Buffy fan, so <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, go whereas, on. Um. I don't know where I was going now. <laughs> uh, you were saying that the American one's different? Different from this one, yes. Different from Juon? Uh, no, it's it's similar to Juon. It's 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 a remake. It's an American remake. Would you recommend um, Juon or would you recommend the Buffy one? Both. Both? Okay. Both, yeah. Um, they're basically... See, here's the thing. The original Juon... Um, so the original, original Juon, yeah. I haven't seen it. Um, um so, okay. so, th- and that's not because I don't want to, it's because they're so hard to find here in Australia. Um, the original Juon is just called, uh, Juon the Curse. Yeah. And then um, you, then you've got Juon the Curse 2 and they all came, they came out both in 2002. And then the third one is The Grudge. Third one is Jew on the Grudge, and that's the one I have seen. And by all accounts, you don't really need to see the first two, the original two. Okay. Because the American remake takes more from Jew on the Grudge. Okay. Yes. So that's one I would recommend. Uh, I I would love to see them all, but being in Australia, it is so fucking hard to find some of these movies. Yeah, like, I couldn't even find the American remake one, like, except, like... On iTunes, I think they was the only place they had it. See, I, I can't even find the original original on uh, internet sites. Mm. So, so that's saying a lot. I mean, there is like thirteen grudge movies. Dang. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying yeah, to find it on YouTube. It's actually thirteen. Of, but anyway, like, like thirteen different movies with Kayako or that revolve around this story. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of them are hard to find. You can watch the the um the original Japanese grudge movie on YouTube. Jew on the grudge. Okay. You you can watch that on YouTube, which is what I did. Um, and I think you can watch the grudge, the American remake with Sarah Michelle Gellar on YouTube as well. Um, obviously the quality is not HD, but it's watchable. Oh yeah, I found it. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, but um, look, okay, my. My um, history with the Grudge franchise mm. is, <laughs> I, I remember my first time watching the American remake 
of The Grudge. I went to the shops, and this was back in 2004 when it came out. I went to the shops and bought it, and uh, I remember the, the cashier lady, the lady who was selling it to me, gave some smart-ass comment about horror movies where I had to just laugh. and <laughs> yeah. um, So I went home and well, watched it. Oh, this one's going to be scary. Pretty much, yeah, something stupid like that. I can't recall what she said, but I remember her. Yeah, anyway, I, I went home and watched it, and I used to have a portable DVD player. Oh, man, oh no, sorry, too. sorry. No, sorry. Completely different story. Uh, I had a TV in my room. And okay. my room was in the in the garage. Um, I remember. You go in the garage, would, you take a left. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, what would you call that? In, what's, what's garage in American? <laughs> I, th- I think it's still garage, man. Like Where you put your car. Yeah. Basically. basically. Yeah, it was, so, like, it was like a little offshoot room at the back. Yeah, so basically my, my mum kicked me out of my house but still wanted me to stay in the house. So she <laughs> she yeah. got builders to build a separate room outside the house but it was still connected to the house. Anyway. Um, pretty nice of all. It, yeah, it was actually pretty cool. I liked the room. Mm. Um, anyway, so I was in there and I was watching it and I remember this movie scaring the absolute fuck out of me <laughs> to a point I had to pause it, walk away for a while, and come back to it. I think I had to watch it the next day in the daylight because it messed with me <laughs> so much. And okay. and still to this day, um, the grudge, the character of Kayako and the, and the grudge and everything around it is a movie that messes with my head. Like when I turn off all the lights to my house and go to bed, mm. I can still hear the grudge, the uh, noise in my head. And you are not really familiar with that noise because no. they don't usually use that noise in this movie. But that noise is the no, noise they, that Kayako makes. They used it. Uh, not as much. As, oh, really? <laughs> not as much as they should. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that because... Because oh, it popped up. To. I was like, oh, okay, they're just doing like vocal fry. Pre- yeah, pretty much. Except this new one sounded like Predator and not like Yeah, it was more Kayako. clicky. Yeah, yeah. And, oh, like it was like... Oh, oh. Uh, uh, so yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to do it, but I can't do it. You got the screen. Here, here, here's the thing. You just did that noise just then, and I had to turn around and look behind myself. Is that it? That's how much that noise messes with my head. Like the the character of Kaiko fucked me up for ages. Oh, is that um, what it and was? And still, sorry, what? I said, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah. So I I have a really big love. For this franchise. So you had like a really um, visceral reaction to like the OG movie. Yeah, man. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I didn't I didn't see the uh, the Japanese version years later because by all accounts, I heard it's much more terrifying, which I actually disagree. Um, maybe that's because I watched it when I was older, but the, the American remake really messed me up. So I probably went in with the highest expectations. If I watch um, it and I hate it, will you hate me? <laughs> No, everyone has different opinions. Okay. Not not everyone likes Jaws of Revenge, but here I stand. Rara. <laughs> <laughs> You'd leave Bruce alone. <laughs> I'm a shark. I'm hungry. I hate your family. <laughs> so, Credits. yeah. Going, <laughs> going into this movie, The Grudge 2020, I was... 
Okay, I heard the stories. I heard the rumours. I'm sorry, not the rumours. The reviews and the opinions of everyone. And I knew going into this movie that it was going to be bad. But there was still a glimpse of hope in me that was like, maybe everyone's wrong. (laughs) Maybe Maybe this is going to be fun. Yeah, because like a lot of people don't like the American remake with Sarah Michelle Gellar. So I'm thinking maybe it's one of those cases where I love it and everyone else is wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Wow, wrong. Yeah, because me the day before, me and my boss were talking about it, and we were like looking up reviews and going, "Holy shit, this thing is being slaughtered in in the reviews. Like, it's not getting any love at all." Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, going into the cinema, I was hopeful. <laughs> you know to what? Say I'll, the word. I'll be real too. I was as well. I was like, I hope I'm. Uh, I hope I enjoy. I, I never go to the movies. Yeah. Like. I don't, I don't, funnily enough, I don't enjoy paying things that I hate, like paying for <laughs> things that I hate. Like, do you know, yeah. like every movie I go see, I want to enjoy it. Like, exactly, I want to yeah. feel like I got my, like, whatever, 86 bucks worth or however much fucking movies cost these days. But, um, like, so I, yeah, I also went in like, you know what? Maybe cause I haven't, I don't have grudge mm. history. Maybe yeah. that's why everyone's mad. Because, like, it takes the grudge and, like, does some weird shit with it. Or, like, maybe, like, it'd be like, I don't know, having, like, a Superman movie where he's, like, never Superman. Or some shit like that. Like, oh, they do something yeah. weird that, that people that like the grudge hate. Um, so I was like, <laughs> maybe I'll like it. Um, but no, not really. <laughs> All right, well, let's just jump... Okay, well, before before we jump into what we thought about the movie, I have one question for you. Uh, what was your cinema experience like? <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> so, like... Um, there was, like, some old lady, <laughs> like, halfway through, I think... Uh, oh, how do I say it without spoiling it? But... Uh, like, it wasn't really the scary part. But there was somebody mm-hmm. who just was, like, standing right next to me. Because I always sit, like, right next to the aisle. Wait, wait. What nationality was this lady? Oh, like an old Chinese lady or some shit. <laughs> I would have been shitting myself if she's just there. Yeah, old Asian lady. there and I'm like, what are you doing? And she's, like, trying to figure out where she's sitting and shit. And then, so, she ended up being in my row. And, like, her seat was, like, right next to me I think or like a couple yeah. next to me and she ended up going all the way to the other end of the oh. row which was fine but she had like fucking this like crinkly ass candy stuff <laughs> and she was just unwrapping it and I'm like fuck off <laughs> I'm like who comes in like an hour or so into the movie Yep. like I don't even know how long this movie went for but it felt like at <laughs> least over halfway through yeah um, and then just wow. like, like who buys a ticket at that point? Yeah, yeah, I know. And then she was just there, like, <laughs> like fucking hell. I I love it how you're there watching The Grudge, and an old Asian lady is just standing next, next to me. you. Yeah, that's that's fucked, dude. I would have <laughs> punched her in the face. I'd be like, no, fuck you, Kayako, get away from me. Well, I just heard her, like, crinkly bag, and then she was doing that, like, uh, thing, and then, like, 
Dude, okay, seriously, stop doing that because it's making me... <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting in my room right now and it's making me look in the corners of my room. Oh, man. i got to figure out a way to do it while I'm talking so it doesn't sound I- like I'm doing it. <laughs> um, anyway, so my cinema experience. Get this, all right? I hate... I, I don't like going to the movies. I like right? going because to the movies. I, I like going to the movies to watch the movie. I hate people. I know. I, I, know. Cannot, I, hate I, I hate watching movies with my own family. Because, like, watching movies with my kid, it's the worst. It fucking sucks. Oh, I, yeah. I like to be alone watching a movie. I hate fucking noise. I hate watching me. movies with your kids. <laughs> Thank you. They're like, no, you don't. You fucking... You love it. <laughs> yeah, that one time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, here's... here's I, I went to the cinemas Tuesday night. My screening yep. was 9.40 p.m. Right? Oh, that's Tuesdays. Uh, yeah. I got there. I got to the cinemas at 9.30. I'm like, fucking 10 minutes. They're usually not this open. But my door was open. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go. Because I never usually get snacks. Um, mm. I'm going to go. Because I go by myself because I'm fucking cool. I'm going to go sit so in the cool. cinemas. And just flick a cigarette and walk right in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going to go sit in the cinemas and listen to podcasts. Yeah. And I got to the cinemas and completely empty. And I'm thinking, oh, yes, fuck yeah. So you pull your um, dick out. No, I did not pull my dick out. <laughs> anyway, so I'm sitting in the cinemas and it's like, I'm looking at the time, I'm listening to my podcasts and stuff like that, looking at the time, it's getting like 9.35, 9.37, still no one's in. I'm like, yes, please let it happen. And then like the trailers start playing and still no one's in. So I'm thinking, fuck yes, this entire cinema is like, all mine. Have I done it? Have I fucking achieved the dream? Yeah. yeah. And then 9.40... Uh, sorry, no, sorry, past 9.40. The trailers are on. The movie starts, because it starts like, I don't know, 10 minutes after it says it's going to start. Yeah. The movie starts, and the second the movie starts, two groups of people walk in. Oh, no. Two, group, two groups of three, right? Um, one was a, a, a mum with her two teenage daughters. No. Who, okay, empty cinema, completely empty. They They sit like two rows behind me. Yeah. And walk past me and say, and like they were giggling and stuff like that. They weren't being, they weren't being quiet. And they walk past me and say, "Sorry to disturb you." Yet they sit fucking like two seat, like two rows behind me. Yeah. And same thing, chip packets and shit like that. Oh man. The other group of people is three Asians, which yeah. ugh, not in a grudge movie for fuck's sake. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> but they sat. They sat like away from me so yeah. they were fine they were fine but yeah fuck oh my god damn it that was my similar experience they weren't too bad it wasn't fucking um Annabelle Annabelle comes home story what? but um yeah uh, you can tell me later you probably told the story I, I will tell you later I yeah. almost got into a fight um <laughs> well, I think teenagers. the doll's heaps hot anyway but <laughs> <laughs> alright so that's yeah <laughs> cinema experiences are Fucking, they're always fun to tell. I like telling those stories, but mm. yeah, they piss me off. And we right, shall, because we're going to go in the movies a lot this year, which man. I love. So This yeah. month alone, oh, man, it's like every week. Well, my plan but, is um, to do a double tomorrow. Yeah, okay. We'll, okay, we'll talk about that in a Saturday. second. But yeah, we'll get there. All right, let's, let's talk about the grudge. All right, let's, let's into dive it. into it. All right, thoughts. Let's go. What do you think? Um... Without spoiling. Mm-hmm. No spoilers. No spoilers yet. Look. Positives. 
I thought it looked cool. I, I thought all the gore was pretty good. Um, yes. <laughs> yep. Then that's my list. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, I was, I was not, I didn't care about anybody. Yeah. There was, there was too much going on. Like, I, I just found it like, I'm like, why is there so many stories? And I, I also like, so, so it's a curse on somebody and it's connected to their house, but it's not connected to their house. And I'm, uh, and like, I mean, I'll, I'll get into it in spoilers because specific things happened that confused me. Yep. Okay. Um. But, it, so it d- does it possess people, or is it a ghost? Both. Yeah. Both. <laughs> usually, no. Usually, it doesn't possess people, but it has been known to possess people. Okay, that's that's the thing. We'll get to, we'll get to that in in spoilers, and with the segment "What If?" I've got "What If the Grudge Was Real," and I'll explain it more there. Okay, but this movie did things that you don't usually see in other Grudge movies. Um, like things that, that angered me. <laughs> I just I, it was just really confusing to me, and I didn't have enough. I I don't feel like I spent enough time with any of the characters to really care. Yeah, because it kept them. jumping back and forth. Is that why, or that? And it it told three big stories that I think it could have just picked any one of them, and it would have made an okay movie. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like it, it was like, I mean, I'm trying not to spoil things, but it tells kind of three different cases at once. Yes, like it's somebody investigating the case that shouldn't have really been investigating the case anyway. Yeah, it's, I know, right? It's kind it's of always the way though in the, in movies like that. Yeah. They're like, oh, there's a loose connection. And she's like, oh, well I'm going to go fucking whatever. Yeah. But anyway, and then it, it does it ever since the grudge, this is really spoilers, but ever since the grudge comes to America, it just goes through its whole history here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, it's a lot. It's just, there's like too many people, too many threads. They all interweave and it's like jumping back and forth. And, um, as far as like it building tension and I, I jumped a lot cause it felt like there were a lot of jump scares, but I wasn't scared. Yeah. I, yeah. I, okay. Do you know what I mean? I was I'll, more scared I'll... in underwater than I was in this. Yeah, because there was no tension in this movie yeah. at all. Like it, it was, it was um, either either nothing was happening or it was just like <laughs> in your face, like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, like it was just like shaking you, and you're like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know uh-huh. what I mean? Yep. Yeah, and yeah. um, yeah, it was just weirdly paid. Like it was for how much info they're throwing at you. It was so slow. Like, um, yeah, and also, like, I don't mean to be, it's gonna sound a wee bit racist, but I could not understand anything this Mexican dude was saying. (laughs) Really? I really struggled. (laughs) I I can't even do, like, the accent, because I'm just like, I don't even know what was going on there. It was just so thick. 
Yeah. And I was just like, oh man, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, 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 I see where you're coming from, man. I, yeah, so I, I didn't, and I don't know if all the other grudges are like this or whether it just like, does the, does the OG one just stick with one character? No. So the OG one is similar to this. I get interweaves with stories and stuff like that, but it's okay. done in such a better way that you can follow it easier and you can't know like, where it's coming from. I was getting conjuring vibes and I was thinking, no, the conjuring did this too. But like, it just mm. seemed to work. Whereas this one, I, I got to the end. See, I was like, I was waiting for it to lead to something. And then the ending happened and I was like, Okay. Because, like, maybe yeah. up until the kind of third act, I was like, maybe this is going somewhere cool. But it, it didn't. It didn't, like, yeah. It didn't. Like, everybody just kind of... The things happened. And then... Yeah. And then it was... That was it. Like... So, yeah. You know, like... I, I really wanted to enjoy it and be like, well, actually, I liked it, so suck my dick. But I didn't really. I didn't feel yeah, anything. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't... I, I get I, what you, I get 100% what you mean. I'm not thinking about that, like... Uh, like, that doesn't do anything to me. Fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, that noise doesn't mean anything to me. And they barely did it in the... And, like, I can think of scenes where they could have done that noise that would have built yep. more tension. But they yes. don't do that. They just do jump scares. Jump I scares know. were the I only know. thing that made me react. And I hate that. It's cheap. And, okay, that's the biggest problem I have. One of the biggest problems I have with this movie. Because this isn't your everyday teenage jump scare conjuring type movie. This movie, like, like, the grudge... <laughs> Exactly, exactly. And they marketed it like... Well, they didn't market it, but they, they made it like that. To, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm guessing because the Conjuring universe is doing so well, they kind of wanted to shadow in with that. Mm. But the thing is, The Grudge isn't a jump scare movie. Yes, it has some semi-jump scares, but the whole movie is based on, on tension and stuff like that, and it does it so well. Like, the scares in the original Grudge and the remake are very slow that make you like clench your fist and like curl up into like a ball and like it's, you want to run away from the TV not just jump out of your seat this this movie's got that that scare thing where it's like they're shaking the camera and then they have that like noise thing yeah like yeah. going on and I'm like yeah uh, it just seems cliched now that that whole that whole way of doing things. Like, back in the day, yeah, totally, when it was fresh, it was, like, scary. But now it's just, like... Now, like, yeah, it, yeah, it scares you. Yeah, good good job. You made me jump a bit. But, like, I'm not But that's fearful. not the thing. It's, it's not a scare. <laughs> yeah. It's a loud noise. And, and like, look, I can go if up you did behind anyone. If you did a loud fart near my head, I'd jump, too. Like, it doesn't mean I'm afraid of it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, look, sometimes I'm... I'm I'm often an apologist for jump scares. Usually, I, I enjoy them. I will. I will give you a couple per movie. That's fine if they're done well. But yeah. every single one in this movie was not done well. It was predictable as all hell. You could see it coming from a mile away, and it wasn't scary. Like 
it was a big noise, and then you see a face. It's like, oh, wow. Booga, booga, Yeah, it's like, it holy ba- fucking shit. It was basically shit. that bit where she did peekaboo. <laughs> that was the whole that, movie. Okay, that's like one of the parts of the movie that I loved. <laughs> and that goes back to the original movie. That's why I liked it so much. Okay. The peekaboo scene. Um, okay, look. That scared me. <laughs> did it really? Yeah. <laughs> oh poor you um man this movie okay after I came out of the cinema right yeah I got into my car and I recorded a little video that I posted on the Horror for Dummies Facebook page and basically explaining my thoughts I came into that movie so fucking angry I was pissed off man I, I walked out and so, I was just angry I'm like why did they fuck up this franchise like they really fucked it up so can you talk about as a grudge fan why mm-hmm. you hated it so much? Because I'm, I'm just telling you from a dude who watches movies a lot. Like, and has no experience with the grudge. Like, I just... As a genetic... If somebody walked in from the for the first time, this being their first ever grudge movie... Yep. I'm not a fan of the franchise now. Like... I, I, do you know I what I mean? I understand. Yeah, I get so, it. So, as, as a grudge fan, can you explain why it why this installment is shitty without spoiling it or do you need spoilers section I can do half half um, okay. I'll get more into it in spoilers but for the most part like we just said this movie doesn't feel like a grudge movie it feels like another Annabelle movie a, a nun oh, not really none but like a, a conjuring movie mm. but done poorly yeah like a shit conjuring <laughs> um, yeah so it's Annabelle um <laughs> sorry that Annabelle. doll fuck yeah doll fuck but that's the thing, like, the original, as I said before, the original grudge was tension throughout. You, like, it worked up to the scares. And this one, it's just, blah, blah, blah. And it just doesn't work. Uh, this movie, Pretty for much. me, it was boring. I was bored through this movie. Mm. And I tried, I, I looked at my phone to check the time multiple times. Yeah. I looked at my yeah, phone to check up facts about this movie because I was bored. And... That's the that's the worst thing you can say about a horror movie. If a horror movie is boring, like you can watch a bad movie and be entertained, but if a movie's boring, that's the worst thing you can say about it. Yeah. Like I, don't get me wrong, I love me a shit film. I really do. <laughs> um, but yeah, this wasn't like I thought maybe it was getting somewhere. But like but no. It it can be I don't know, not it can be boring, but like I don't know it was just such a contrast the last week with yeah. like oh, underwater definitely. where it was like bam 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 and just like fucking Action like packed. H- hitting you with shit every fucking 10 15 minutes yeah like there'd be something happening whereas like this one was like nothing really happened until the end no that's it was right like interspersed every half an hour or so but yeah that's right so it doesn't have Kay- Kayako or whatever oh shit Spoilers. Oh, is that spoilers for people? <laughs> yes, Sorry, it is. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's all right. I kind of spoiled it before, but um, we'll talk about that in spoiler alert. All Hopefully right. you guys didn't hear that. Um, but yeah, the, the story is another thing that, that didn't work for me. Yeah, and I, was, I, I was just confused. It I didn't understand very... the rules of the of the universe. And that's yeah. I, I need that for a horror. Like, to... When you make it up shit... Like, you've got to make up shit and you've got to ground it in its own universe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You set rules and you follow them. 
for me anyway. I mean, I guess you can bend it when there's certain stipulations and stuff. But I was I was just trying to work out what this thing can do, and so I could imagine it in real life, so I could get scared. You know what I mean? But I just didn't follow. Yeah, I get you. Because apparently it can open doors and it can be on camera and then it can not be. And then, like, it messes with radios and shit when applicable. <laughs> like, I just don't understand. I don't understand what the rules are. Well, the curse, like, they call it the curse. Mm. Um, yeah, it can do a lot of different things. Like, if you go onto the uh, the villain Wikipedia um, yeah. and, and search up Kaiko, there it's like there's an endless list of what it can and can't do and stuff like that. And its can dos are a lot bigger than its can't dos. Okay. So really, there is no rules um, of what it can and can't do because, much like Freddy Krueger, it can yeah. pretty much do whatever it wants. Well, that's but um, Freddy Krueger works within the dreamscape. Yeah. Yeah, the thing is, this entity, this curse, works only if you step foot into where it haunts. So yeah, if that, you well, step that's not a thing. <laughs> well, I mean, it, like, it, yeah, it it also follows you. Yes, if you step foot into, so for the original, it was a house in Tokyo. If you step foot into the house, yeah, it, it you're now on its on its hit list. And it okay. will follow you anywhere, even like obviously in this movie from Tokyo to America, it will follow you until it gets you. So does it, it hold? That's why it's called the Grudge. It holds a grudge. Does it follow everybody that steps foot in the house? Everyone, yes. Okay, that's and why the that's why the detective, uh, that Mexican guy, wasn't affected because he didn't go into the house. Yeah, but when he, there were other murders and things, wouldn't you have had hundreds of people go into the house? Yeah. <laughs> we don't talk about that. It's a movie. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to like figure it out. Yeah. I'm like, if it picks people, I get it. But if it's like everybody, absolutely everyone that enters the house, then yeah. you would have more real estate agents for the sake of this movie being affected. Uh-huh. And yeah. anybody who moved furniture in the place, anybody like... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, whoever, exactly whoever right. came and picked up the old lady like all that kind mm-hmm. of shit like they yeah. all be affected that's right but like obviously it's an hour and a half movie you can't just show everyone no I get it him. but yeah like I don't know <laughs> yeah just try to wrap so, my head around it <laughs> um look man I'll just touch basic on on a few things that I like and we'll jump on the spoiler alert um cause yeah okay we have a lot to talk about. Um, but I don't think that this movie is a bad movie. I think it's just a bland movie. And it's in my very opinion, that's, Yeah, that's worse, in my opinion. I mean, look at... As you said before, it's pretty. It's, most of the acting is okay. Um, the score was very middle of the road. There was one piece of music called... I've got it right here. Called Something's Cursed that I did like it's when the woman detective is in the house um putting uh, a certain substance all around the house yep um that, that plays that I really did like um but beyond that like it, it was made well it's just wasn't written well Mm-mm. um 
the effects, most of them were okay. There is a certain death in this movie that uh, I was like, are you fucking serious? If I say you... blah blah sploom. Sploom? Like an explosion? I think, I think, I, I think yes, I, I know what you're talking about. And yes, okay. that is the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was looking at going, holy fuck that. That was one of the worst looking deaths I've ever seen. Okay. But um, beyond that, like the effects were fine. This is one of the most goriest gr- grudge movies, by the way. Yeah, it was super gory. Uh, I, I think it actually is the goriest grudge movie, which another thing is like, I didn't need that, you know? For once, I don't need gore in a movie, which I usually am like, gimme, gimme, gimme. But hmm. this one, like, I, I don't need... I enjoyed the gore. <laughs> I mean, I did, but like, I don't need gore in a grudge movie. Yeah, you know, okay. it's not that type of movie. Ah. But, yeah. Um, Alright, let's cut this. Uh, give our score out of 10, final sure. thoughts, and we'll jump into spoilers. So, you want to go first? Um, yeah. Look, I don't know. I have a hard time scoring this, because... What? It's super easy to score good movies. But it's like, how harsh... How harsh do I be in a bad movie? Because it is really middling. Like, there's... Like, visually, I think it it's really pretty. The acting is pretty good for most people. Yeah. Um, it's just everything else. Yeah. Um, and it is boring. So, that like, that's got to take a point off, too. Fuck, yeah. I mean, look, I was going to give it a maybe a five or a six, which I thought was maybe mean but I'm probably gonna give it a four because it was boring like I think I agree with IMDB I think a four is a four is is good I think a four is good <laughs> like alright yeah yeah so for the second week in a row we're coming in with the same score I am <laughs> also giving it <laughs> I'm also giving it a four <laughs> uh, yeah a four out of ten straight away like this is a this is a, a decent made movie but the thing is it's boring it's badly written here's the thing okay D- do I recommend this movie if you are a fan uh, if you're a fan of movies such as um, Annabelle Comes Home or the Conjuring type movies where it's jump scare after jump scare every two <laughs> yeah, seconds if you like shitty movies <laughs> oh, if you like shitty, I wouldn't boring call all movies. of them shitty. Um, but yeah, if you like jump scares in your movie and um, thin storylines, you okay? Yeah, bad bad movies. Um, you will like this. I, I honestly think there's a audience for this movie, um, but smart people like us aren't those. Yeah, I was gonna say stupid teenagers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Straightly, that's the thing. It's directed straight at the teenagers, which. I, I feel like there should have been a Blumhouse. <laughs> Think of that stuff. Everyone gives Blumhouse shit, man. Blumhouse have done some awesome films. Look at Get Out, Us, Halloween. I'd say it's 50-50. Uh, I'd say it's 60-40. Okay. Okay. Let's reach their own. Let's give it. Um, yeah, look. The Grudge 2020, I personally don't recommend it. I think it has its audience, but yeah, it's not a movie that I'll be watching again. Yeah, um, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I will I will try and watch the OG ones. At some I point, I think yeah, I think watch the and I'll let you watch know the that. American remake. If yeah. you don't have to, like we're not going to review it or anything like that. But 
I think it, you will enjoy it. If I, if I'm like I can't decide on something to watch, I'll I'll remember it. But like, unfortunately, I have to pay for it at this point. So maybe if it pops up on Netflix YouTube. or Stan or one of those things, oh YouTube, YouTube. okay. Um, if you if you can deal with like lesser quality than HD, yeah, probably. Anyway, but yeah, like it, it this this movie as someone new entering into the franchise. Uh, did not make me want to watch any more of this franchise. Yeah. Alright guys, we are going to jump into spoiler sections right now. Um, mm-hmm. so we'll, so if you don't want to hear spoilers for The Grudge, skip, and then come back. I'm sorry, I'm dealing with a cold right now, so if I keep snorting, it's, it's not because I have coke in front of me. <laughs> fucking um, racking up hard. I know, I know, fucking it's annoying me. Um, but yeah, skip and, uh, come back and listen to the spoilers. Yeah. But, uh... We'll be back after this short break. Don't make me listen to the stupid broken record again. The needle skipping and repeating, never reaching the end. You know you're bitching and complaining, but you got it so tough. We're sick of all your crying, will you ever shut up? So keep bleeding your fake blood. This is the spoiler section for The Grudge 2020, so if you haven't seen it, or you just don't care, uh, sorry, if you haven't seen it, skip, or if you have seen it and you just don't, or you just don't care, then stick around and listen to our walkthrough. So usually I I give a basic walkthrough of what happened in the movie, but this movie is kind of all over the place. Oh man, it'll take forever. (laughs) Yeah, so what I've done is I've kind of split them up into the three, the, the, sorry, the four storylines. Yep. And so I'm just going to run through the storylines one after the other. So, okay. But yeah, it doesn't happen like this in the movie. Cut like it cuts all over the place. Yeah. So we'll start with the Landers family, um, and this is the family who we first see basically in Tokyo. Uh, Detective Undercut. Yeah. No, no, no. Landers is. Oh, the one... yep, 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 yep. The one she's like leaving the OG Grudge House, I assume. Yes. Yes. And then the garbage bag grabs her. Yeah, okay, um, so in 2004, live-in nurse Fiona Landers leaves a house in Tokyo, disturbed by events she witnessed inside. Fiona informs her co-worker Yoko that she is returning to America before encountering, encountering the ghost of Kayako. Now, if you watch the 2004 remake with um, Sarah Michelle Buffy. Geller... Yes, yeah, I'm just going to call her Buffy now. Yeah, easy. Um, <laughs> Yoko, the girl that she's calling in this mm-hmm. movie... Yoko is the is the girl that uh, went to the went to this house 
um, and went missing. So it, this is this is a sequel, um, not a, not a remake, oh, okay. not a remake or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so we see Yoko in um, the re- in the remake, the 2004 remake. But Kayako, we see Kayako for seven seconds, and that's it. So which one was Did- Kayako? Kayako was the girl at the start, the ghost girl that was in the bag. Oh, okay. So Kayako is the the curse, the grudge, the spirit through the entire franchise. So basically this movie, take take um, Nightmare on Elm Street, for example. Yeah. Okay? If we had a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but yeah. there was no Freddy Krueger in it, that's basically what they did with this movie. Okay, so like they did like a whole Halloween three kind of deal. Uh, um, Halloween three was completely different. Okay. This still had the rules and everything like that, just didn't have the main character. Okay, yeah, okay, that's stupid. So and look, look, no one's really making a big fuss about it, and I kind of don't know why because like Kayako is the reason the grudge is the what the grudge is. Um, yeah. Okay. In the in the original Grudge, like in the other movies, the ghost Kayako, she she just she doesn't just appear and and jump scare. And they go. The reason <laughs> she's scary. Yeah. The reason she's scary is because she died because she had her neck broken and all that stuff. So what she oh, does is that is why she, she goes uh, exactly. Like, her, her fucking vocal cords are all fucked up. That's right. That's right. Got it. Um, that makes sense. But, but not just that is is the way she she doesn't just appear like yes she does appear but she crawls towards you but it's in like a kind of contorted way. Oh yeah, and like that's like what makes down it scary. Thingy like yeah. where she's all fucked. It just looks really unnatural. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's scarier and than just really obviously appearing. being in the shot. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's exactly what this movie was missing, and that's what I really like hated about this movie. When I watched um, Hereditary again, for like uh, one of like I've seen it a few times now, but like I would catch things in the background that I didn't catch on my first viewing. Yeah, like there would be subtle little things in the background that I kind of wished were here. And like yeah. I know, I know that maybe I didn't catch it or whatever, but it doesn't feel like I missed anything. Like it always felt like uh, all the all the all the stuff was really obvious. There was no subtlety to this fucking movie. That's because this movie is a very simple story, and that's it. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that that yeah. already sounds more scary. It, oh. <laughs> Go and watch it. I want to know what your thoughts are of okay. the original. Okay. All right. Cool. Continuing the story, Fiona arrives at her home on 44 Rayburn Drive in a small town of Pennsylvania, reuniting with her husband Sam and young daughter Melinda. Kayaka's curse, however, possesses Fiona, causing her to bludgeon Sam and drown Melinda to death before committing suicide by stabbing herself. Okay, this is the thing, alright? She stabbed herself. Such a difficult suicide. He's like, yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> he, he, here's what here's what makes me angry, right? The reason Kayako does that noise is because her voice is uh, her neck was broken. She was trying to breathe or, or say something, whatever. Yeah. Why is this lady doing that noise for starters? 
Like, oh yeah, because she was doing it, right? Like she was making the noise. Yeah, she was, but like it wasn't as scary. It was like very in the background. Where in the originals, that noise is very in the forefront. Um, yet she does she does this in this movie, and it's like, why are you doing that? Mm. Why now? Now you can argue that. Well, not really. Actually, I was gonna say you could argue that Kayako is possessing her, but no, that doesn't make sense either. I think Kayako possessed her to kill herself. Do, but... do you mind if I jump ahead a bit? Like, yeah, go for it. Because one of the things that really got me was just like the the final act was just everybody dying. Yeah, and <laughs> like everybody's dead. Um, mm-hmm. but they all it seemed to be setting up for me in my head that it possesses them and it makes them crazy or something but like they don't they don't really seem like them it seems like whatever the grudge is possesses the main person kills their family and then kills themselves yes. right yeah and then it sets that up but then right at the end um she gets dragged off by it and i'm like what is it a poltergeist now like I'm like, I thought it possesses you and then makes you kill your family, and that's what the grudge is. No. <laughs> See, th- okay, here's the thing. This movie, I think they tried too hard for it to be am something. I, am I wrong in perceiving that for this movie? No, not at all. Because that's what it seemed like it did. I'm like, oh, the grudge possesses you, makes you kill your family, and then makes you kill yourself. And then the next person who comes in to investigate, or whatever, it picks one, and yeah. then r- rinse and repeat. And then I thought maybe it transferred houses too. Like it jumps from house to house. No. Because the new house in America became the same as the old house in Japan. So I figured that whatever happened in the Detective Undercut's house was now going to be the new haunted house. I mean, yeah, if you want to go by that logic, maybe. Is, it, um, is that how it works? Because I, no. I, I was super confused. No, that, that's the thing. I, okay, I, once again, I haven't seen all of the Grudge movies, so mm. I've never seen Kayako possess someone to kill her, kill themselves. So, and I was like watching this movie, going, "What the fuck? You're just changing the rules." But so, does it make them crazy, or does does it possess them? Because I was super, I was not sure about any of that. Okay, so in the films that I've watched with Kayako and, and the Grudge and all that stuff, there's a lot of different things that there's a lot of different explanations as to what she does or a lot of different theories as to what she does. Okay. In the movies, what happens is, is Kayako, while crawling towards you in the contorted way, yeah. um, base, all we see basically is Kayako's face just crawl up to the camera and it fades to black and then we find that person dead. Like, oh, no gore, that- nothing, just basically sleeping with its eyes open. Dead. Oh, now, that's the- way scarier. Yeah, go go on. Now the thing is that a lot of people uh, there's there's other different things that happen in in the original grudges as not just people found being found dead also people being taken uh, like the, like Kayako will take you and you'll just disappear um, a lot of theories so is, is that, that is that what happened to un, uh, uh, Detective Undercut at the end of this movie she got taken I don't know. Okay, sorry. I'm just trying to work it out. <laughs> I need some closure, and this movie didn't give me any. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's it's trying too hard to make rules where it doesn't need to. Mm. But in the original, 
Kayako's victims are mostly paralyzed of fear when they see her, making them unable to defend themselves. That's what the general consensus is. Oh, I didn't get that at all. She pulls a gun on her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, God. Um, Yeah. I didn't, even, I didn't even think of that. She does too. Um, another thing that I thought was really interesting is in the original movie, there are scenes where Kayako pulls her victims like into somewhere and they disappear. And the reason yeah, okay. because... reason This is like... This is fan theory shit. The reason yep, that yep. happens is because Kayako is actually the good thing trying to take them away because she doesn't want the same fate what happened to her she's trying to hide that person from her husband oh so the husband is like the thing killing them okay that's that's, cool. that's the fan that's theory, theory but i'm like yeah. that's like cool that. why don't we discover more of that that's a cool way to think of it but i guess that's just like so she's actually the, she's like a godjira uh i guess so yeah protecting but like they everyone thinks she's the monster but really she's protecting them from the real monster that is the yeah. husband yeah because why exactly. would she, why would she she was an innocent victim right yeah, like yeah exactly anyway okay yeah cool I like that but, I like that theory so do I and I think they should have discovered that more where in this it's like yeah <laughs> um, um so continue with the run through sorry I just cause like it was like you, nothing confused. nothing nothing no, no. eat the fingers uh, fucking stair explosion and then, yeah. like, all that shit at the end. And you're just like, whoa. And yeah. then it's finished. Yeah. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So to continue the story of the Landers yeah. family, Detective Goodman and Wilson investigate the murders. Unthettled by the house, Goodman refuses to enter it while Wilson enters to scope out the scene. Upon exiting, Wilson slowly starts to lose his sanity and eventually becomes hysterical when he spots Fiona's ghost outside Goodman's car after which he attempts to commit suicide by shooting himself, but is unsuccessful. He's great. That looked all... That all looked... All his shit looked amazing. It does. Um, This leaves Wilson with his disfigured face and committed to a psychiatric asylum while Goodman stops looking into the case. The... When when we see um, the other... The woman detective go go to see Goodman, the guy who shot himself in the face... Mm. He looked heaps like Maniac Cop. Oh, I've never seen Maniac Cop. Surprise. Yeah. So I don't um, know if that was like a, a like a nod to Maniac Cop or if it was just like... See, I made like an ass face connection, but that's just me. <laughs> ass face is from the, the Preacher comics where like... Oh, okay. I thought you were just teasing him. No, no, no. He was a character that um, when Kurt Cobain died, yep. uh, he did the same thing, but he didn't die. So he's yeah. just got like this face that looks like a giant asshole because there's a big hole in his face. <laughs> That's awesome. And he like drools and like it's written in the comics where it's just like, because <laughs> he's got no lips and shit. Okay. It's so good. I love Preacher. Read Preacher. Anyway. Um, yeah. So that looked amazing. Uh, up until he tore his eyes out, which looked a little bit meh. It was okay, but I... Yeah. But the, his I, actual I makeup and his acting was so good too. Like I genuinely believed he was going insane. Yeah, that's William Sadler. I love him. Oh, he's great. But I don't understand how he died from trying to rip his eyes out. I don't know. A lot of blood, I guess. <laughs> yeah, maybe. All right. So now we're on to the story of the Spencers. And this is John Cho. 
Um, and, and that whole storyline. Yes. So shortly after the Landers are murdered, but before anyone discovers their death, real estate agents Peter and Nina Spencer learnt that their unborn child will most likely be born with a rare generic disorder, ALD, um, that distresses the pair. I thought they were a really shitty, like, alcohol drink. Oh, no, that's if you're born with UDL orange. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, Peter goes... Oh, UDL. No, ALD. No, it's... That's not joke. I, I, no. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Shush. <laughs> Peter goes to look into selling 44 Rayburn Drive and stumbles across Melin- Melinda's ghost, presuming her to be the lost girl, who is bleeding profusely from the nose. While on the phone with Peter, Nina agrees that they should keep their child. Peter is attacked by Fiona and Melinda's ghost before fleeing the house and is quickly corrupted by the curse. The possessed Peter returns to his home where he kills Nina and their unborn child before he is drowned in the bathtub. Okay, here's here's the thing with that story. Mm. Peter sees Melinda, who is the little girl ghost, who is nothing compared to Toshio, so fuck you again. Um, That's the little boy ghost I'm assuming? Yes, from the original franchise. And Toshio's not even mentioned or anything in this movie. So forget him. Um, she, Peter yeah, I was, sees, I was waiting for him to pop up, but I guess I guess the little girl is the new him? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. But, like, Melinda... Peter sees Melinda, right? And they sit on the couch... Yeah, and then we cut to it later where Peter wakes up from a nap, and Melinda's there sleeping like next to him. Yeah, like, wh- why is the ghost sleeping? Ghost nap. Also, <laughs> like he he fixes her nosebleed, so she's actually there. Yeah, that's true. Like he's got a tissue with blood on it. That's so true. I was I unsure of the rules. I'm like, is she still like, is she physically there? Yeah. Yeah. No. That, uh. All right, we'll cut to the Mathesons now, Sorry. and this is um, this is uh, Lin Shay and Frankie Faison. Mm-hmm. So, in two thousand and five, elderly couple Faith and William Matheson move into the house. Faith suffers from dementia and a terminal illness that is never discussed. After moving in, Faith is infected by the curse and starts to see Melinda around the house, and that's where we get the uh, Piggyboo scene, which is a throwback to the original. Um, original grudge where an elderly Asian man is playing peekaboo with Toshio. Yeah. So I did okay. like that. I, I liked um, it because it was creepy. Yeah. Can I say, Lin Shay absolutely killed it in this movie. She's I just, loved her character. She's, she's I loved, another one that's rad. Like, she's she, rad in everything. Yeah, but she is in so many... Um, <laughs> very bad horror movies she seems to have like 40 movies come out every year and they're oh, never really? really good yeah is is my brain wrong or is she in billy madison not billy madison um happy gilmore yeah no why does everyone keep making that mistake i don't know just all all old white ladies look the same to me you know who who she is is there's something about mary she's the mom oh, of the oh, fluffy tits and isn't she the mom in um Fucking the Kiss movie. Yes, Detroit Rock. That's that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, she's also in like Insidious, the Night franchise, Satan and... Service. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, okay, where are we? Um, 
Detroit Rock City. Um, um. <laughs> Her sanity rapidly declines, causing William to call over Lorna Moody, an assisted suicide consultant. Do these things exist? Um, I do think so. Oh, wow. Okay. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, because uh, it, it's not legal to um, uh, euthanize people. Mm. So you have people that would I, I would assume it's like that there's some sort of legality behind it but yeah because there's people that help people go to mexico and get certain drugs and stuff like that to um help move on <laughs> I, don't, I don't get why it's illegal but anyway another time um disturbed lorna suggests to william that they leave the house but william reveals that he is aware of the ghosts and suggests that it implies a future <laughs> Where a future where people get to be with their loved ones after death. I love that scene how Lorna, the, the death dealer, whatever you want to call her, is talking to the husband. And he's explaining that he sees the ghosts, but they keep him calm because they, as as I just said, um, see, here's they the thing. see him. I believed his feelings. Like, yeah. as he's acting. But the words that were fucking coming out of his mouth made no fucking sense. I, like, I got the gist of it. What he was I'm trying like, to say. What he t- no, I, I got it, but it's stupid. Yeah, well, it goes back to the writing. Who would feel like that? Who's like, well, it gives me comfort that she's a fucking hideous, <laughs> like, yeah. demented yeah. murder she's, bitch. She's going to be a watery ghost. <laughs> oh, yeah. But the thing like, is- uh, I love in the movie how he's saying this heartfelt speech and she's like looking at him with loving eyes going, that's the sweetest thing. And then cut to the next scene oh, of her wow. fucking zipping up her bags and like, okay, I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> I love that. I'm out of here. Lorna later discovers that Faith has killed William and has sliced off her own fingers. Lorna flees in, a ho- in horror only to be attacked by Sam's ghost in her car, which crashes, killing her. Yeah. So who was she attacked? She was attacked by... Um, the, hus- the husband. The husband's ghost. Yes. Okay. Not, 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 the, not the, the husband that she was talking to. The husband. Um, the Landers. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Okay. Yep. yep. So, okay. was old lady yeah. in the house all that time? Like, what's the time difference here? Like, how long has she been in the house with just bloody fucked up fingers? Oh, yeah. See, I don't know. I, I couldn't remember what... Because it kept saying 2004, 2005, 2006. I can't like, remember what... T- two years? Like, was she there yeah. for two years with fucked up fingers? <laughs> I, because I don't think still... so, but... I, like, he, the... he'd rotted and there was... had enough time to maggots and, and the place was filthy. I'm just like... I'm like, wouldn't they be infected? <laughs> But they looked bloody too. That's the thing. Yeah, like they look still drippy. I'm like, surely there'd be no more drippy. <laughs> yeah, and but like he was I, on the kitchen floor. Yet when we see, I, him, I, like, I, I guess she is like the old lady equivalent of a of a just a water balloon, but like, <laughs> she's, she's juicy. She's just a juicy yeah. lady. <laughs> yeah, but we see like we see the husband on the floor, and then when we cut to him when he's rotten, he's in the armchair. So it's yeah. like, did she, so did she lift up, up this massive guy? <laughs> She's like, he likes okay. watching TV. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'll put the football on. <laughs> Alright, now we're going to cut to Muldoon, which is the the rookie detective. Oh, is that the <sighs> end of her story, or is, or is old lady's story going to feed into this? That, oh, that's... Oh, yeah, that's right. That's all I got, really. Well, we see her die. Um, yeah. She jumps off uh, a set of stairs. Yeah, basically. and she just explodes. <laughs> And that, that's the death I was talking about. The yeah. one that is, is a fucking dummy. <laughs> yeah. And like, it, she just like explodes. Like, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no I know. One, no I know. one pops like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. She would have to have dropped from a lot higher. And it's just, is she just like full of juice? <laughs> well, you said she's a balloon. She's so. a juicy lady. Yeah. So... Plump <laughs> with blood. <laughs> Alright, so we'll cut to Muldoon now. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Uh, in 2006, rookie detective Muldoon moves to town with her son Burke following her husband's death from cancer. Get over here, Muldoon, Burke. Along, <laughs> Muldoon, along with Goodman, her new partner, are called to the woods where Lorna's corpse has been discovered. Goodman becomes uncomfortable when they learn that Lorna had been visiting 44 Rayburn Drive. Noticing this, Muldoon questions him and he reveals his suspicion that the house is cursed and he states he wants nothing to do with it. Muldoon goes to the house discovering a disinterrogation. Dis- <laughs> and he dis- also says, don't go there and don't look into this. Yeah, but in saying that, like, if someone tells me that, I'm going to be like, why? Now I have to. Now I want to. What's what's then you get all the uh, shit going on. Dude, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> I hate that noise. Alright, Muldoon um, goes to the house, discovering a disorientated Faith and William's corpse. Faith is take, taken to a hospital where she sees Melinda and throws herself off the staircase, committing suicide. We just talked about that. Splash. As Muldoon continues her research into the case, she is haunted by the ghosts of the Landers. She mm. visits Wilson in the asylum, who tells her that all people who enter the house will become victims of the curse. Wilson then gorges out his eyes so he can stop seeing the ghosts. Yet he says, he says after we see him with his eyes gorged out, I can still see them, which is like, haha, sucked in. It's really difficult for you to actually do, but yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, fearful that the curse may make her hurt her son, Muldoon confines in Goodman and learns that the curse began with a family in Japan. Fiona is the, is the one who brought it aboard. After she is attacked by the lander's ghost again, Muldoon goes to the house and douses it in gasoline and as she sees visions of how Fiona murdered her family. She is tricked into seeing Burke. However, she realizes it isn't him after she fail after he fails to repeat a phrase the two of them use regularly. The house burns to the ground as Muldoon embraces her real son outside. Sometime later, Muldoon hugs Burke before he leaves for school. Only He's to still see got out of the car, the little piece of shit. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she said stand in the car. <laughs> Um, Muldoon hugs Burke before he leaves for school, only to see another Burke leave the house. The Uh-oh. Burke... The, did you see this coming? Yeah. <laughs> Don't I. The Burke she is hugging is revealed to be Melinda. Oh, no. Oh, What's scary. A twist? <laughs> Muldoon... <laughs> Muldoon is dragged away. Fucking funny. Muldoon is dragged away by Fiona's ghost, leaving her fate unknown. 
The credits roll over a silent shot of Muldoon's new home, the same home where the Spencers died and a new extension of the curse happens. So there you go. <sighs> I didn't like the end. Because I'm, I'm like... So, blowing up the house doesn't get rid of it? No. Burning it, no. I guess not. <laughs> That's the first time it's ever happened, so... Yeah, um, alright. What, what did you think about the credits? Where it's like, no music, nothing. I like that in a better movie. <laughs> I, oh, wish there was a, I wish there was a better movie attached to those credits. See, I loved that. That's actually one of the, the best parts of the movie for me because it was the part where I was like the most tense. I was like, oh, it's going to fucking happen. Something's going to jump at the end. And then nothing. I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. that was good. Like, I um, love how they did nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what I mean. I'm like, I would have loved this in a better movie. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. if, if there was a better movie, like if this was like at the end of like Hereditary or something, I would have been like, hell's yeah. Like, you know, mm. like, I mean, not specifically that shot, but like just that kind of like creepy nothing um, thing. I'm like, are they going to like give it a scream or something at the end? Or is like, she going to pop up? That like That's exactly, I thought she was going to pop up in front of the scream. Yeah, and I was going to be like, fuck this movie, stop with the fucking jump scares. But it was good. I wish that kind of restraint and artistry had been applied to the rest of the movie. (laughs) Alright, let's jump into What If. Sure. So, like, um, I'm just trying to think anything else spoilers-wise. Because, yeah, like... Uh, I don't know. I, I just I couldn't wrap my head around this movie. Clearly, <laughs> like yeah, I don't know. You garbage. you seem to be so confused by this movie. It's I am because I'm like it, it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't follow its own rules. It just kind of makes yeah. shit up as it goes along. This one does for, um, make new rules up. You need to actually watch the originals for it to for you to understand it. They they understand. They, they make sense of it so much easier than this one. This one's just, yeah, all over the place. And that's one of the reasons why it's disliked. Mm. So. Yeah, like, I don't know what other people have said, but yeah, like. No one likes this movie. <laughs> I, mm. I tried to search for a good review. Okay. And I couldn't find one. I couldn't find them. I, I found a mediocre review and that's it. <laughs> all right, man. All right. So what if? All right. What if? All right. So this week's what if is what if the grudge was real? So I said exactly what the grudge was before, and we kind of alluded to what happens if the grudge was real earlier, but this is what I've got written down. If the grudge was real, that means every time someone was murdered, a curse would be born. Unless the person who died was not angry or sad, but I'm sure if you've been murdered, you're either going to be angry or sad, so... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It would give a victims a chance of revenge. If the grudge was real, it would mean that the amount of people being murdered would decrease dramatically. I mean, if you did kill someone and they came back as a curse, all you would have to do is avoid the place where they died. But what if that place was your home? You would have to move, and then the new owners would have to come in and contact with the curse and would probably die. And like you alluded to, which I didn't even think of to be perfectly honest, is all the um, police and all that stuff. Anyone, like, any delivery man, anyone, like, fucking anybody. Yeah. They'd all die. They'd all be in contact with the curse and probably die. Um, The police would get involved. Oh, yeah. Just like I said. And it would probably be easy for them to track down who killed who. 
because you just have to trace back who lived there earlier and then realize who's dead and be like, oh, well. But I feel like the police thing would set off a chain of events where every policeman died. Yeah, you're probably right. Because they'd go in to investigate the next one and then yeah. get picked up and then yeah. fucking... <laughs> no police left or ambulances or anything. Um, yeah. So... Every time someone dies of extreme anger or sorrow, a curse is born, and every time someone came into contact with that curse, they would die, and it would continue and continue until the world basically died. You really couldn't escape it. Like anywhere no. you would go, someone would have been died. Someone would have died, and then you'd be there and then be like, "Oh, the curse is after me now." Well, be- fuck. because like shitty deaths happen all the time. Yeah, exactly. And so if that was to increase exponentially, 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 whatever. If that was to increase like that, like, it just takes one event of someone getting murdered and people get murdered, like, all the time or shot in war or whatever, like, you know, and then anyone that comes into contact with their, like, abode, (laughs) like, it's like, (laughs) man. Yeah, exactly. So many people, everyone would just be dead eventually. It wouldn't take long. I mean, like you said, look at war. Imagine how many fucking curses would be born at war. So many curses. Yeah. And also, like, if it can travel by plane, which apparently it can, uh, we're fucked. What? Everybody's doesn't fucked. On, doesn't go on the plane. It did. It goes on the plane. It ate the peanuts and shit. <laughs> it's not... It's not... It it's doing the little, like, uh, Qantas drawings and shit with the little fucking five <laughs> pencils. Just hanging out. Right. The, little, the little kid. <laughs> What's your mate? The little one. The, the Asian kid. Toshio. Yeah. He's, oh, like, he's like got his Qantas kids fucking um, little, little set there <laughs> I don't know what you're on about okay I'm gonna jump into the grudge trivia <laughs> um, I should remember getting like colouring books and pencils on the plane oh my fucking god shut up about the planes oh I love planes alright the grudge trivia this was the first American grudge film not to have any involvement with Takashi Shimizu who directed the original four Juon films and the two American remakes. Although he did not direct The Grudge 3, he did remain as a producer. This was the final film of Stephanie Shirk. Uh, she died on April 2019 of suicide. She was married to um, the Mexican guy. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's pretty sad. Um, <clears throat> Nicholas Pessy has said that if he gets to make any sequels... He would want to see the curse expand to other parts of the world, like Australia, Europe, and Africa. And I hope that never happens, to be perfectly honest. The last thing that I've got here is this movie received an F cinema score, which is the worst possible score, which is very rare. Only 20 other feature films have received an F score. And those films include Disaster Movie, uh, Fear.com, the Wick, the Wicker Man remake. Yep. Uh, and two here that I actually, well, one that I like, one that I'm not a big fan of, but everyone seems to like, uh, Wolf Creek. And Mother. Wolf Creek got an F, and Mother yeah. got an F. They're like yeah. two of my favorite movies. <laughs> like well, legit. You said you said you like bad movies. It's not bad though. Mother's awesome. And so yeah, Wolf Creek. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't get the F on those two films, but apparently yeah, go fuck they're yourself. in that list. <laughs> no, you're wrong. Yeah. All right, let's close this show up with Letterboxd Reviews. Sure. And 
that will be it for this show. I think we're running pretty long on this one, so we're going to cut the news and all that stuff till another day. Okay. Um, but Letterboxd um, thoughts, some of these are pretty funny. Okay. We have Jim. Uh, Jim from Letterboxd says, Grudge rhymes with fudge, which is appropriate because this was messy, hard to digest, and left me with diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hung Cat on Letterboxd. Studio executives, quote, we're going to remake The Grudge, and by remaking it, we need to stick to its Asian roots. So let's cast John Cho. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, some dude on Letterbox, And The Grudge is brought to you by... It's January, so fuck you. Yep. <laughs> Mitchell on Letterbox, For at least... And this is like blew my mind, because it's kind of true. And for at least one week, The Grudge was the best film of the decade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sarah on Letterboxd. <laughs> That's what you get for naming your kid Burke. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I don't get the name Burke. What the fuck? I like the and Wills part. The, the what part? It doesn't matter. You probably don't know who Burke and Wills are. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, that's going to do it for this episode of Horror for Dummies. I think it's safe to say you should avoid the grudge. I didn't... Okay. (laughs) I don't mean to defend it, but, like, I didn't think it was, like, one of the worst movies of all time or anything. It is if you're a grudge fan. Oh, okay. (laughs) It just wasn't... Look, okay. It just wasn't great. The Predator from... The Predator from 2018. Um... That was bad, but it was somewhat enjoyable. I didn't hate that movie. I, yeah. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's go home. Let's go home, Luffy. Okay. All right, so thank you very much for joining us here. We'll be back next week. And what are we going to do next week, Luffy? I think we're doing Outer Space. The color Outer Space. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Sorry. So um, I'm just I'm just jump I'm just basically springing this onto you right now. How do you feel about a double feature? Um, what else? Double feature re- review show. So the Colorado Space and Mandy. Uh, sure. If you want to do it, it's up to you. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. All right, all right. Join us next week. We're going to be reviewing the color out of the color out of space. And Mandy, we're having a Nicolas Cage double up. Sure. And um, I might also let you know what I think of Parasite if I end up seeing that too. Oh, nice. Okay. We'll talk mm. about that next week. We All right, guys. Um, follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Letterboxd, all those things. And please, if you could give us a written review on anywhere you follow us, send in a, a, a snap, a, a photo of it, and you'll be in the running to win a cool Horrifinummies prize pack. Mm. Um, beyond that, anything else you got? Nope, that's it, dude. Alright. Much love to you all. We'll catch you next week with Nicolas Cage Appreciation Week. Bye.